we are live, but not live. You know what I mean? We're recording. Um, hey, welcome to Residing in North Idaho. And I need to plug this real quick. We are a full service, full-time realtors in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, serving all of North Idaho with any of your real estate needs. All right, enough of that. Let's jump right into the podcast. We have a very special guest today. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, this is Sam Rogers. He owns three businesses in town. Yeah, part owner of three businesses. Uh huh. That's quite a bit. It is. Um, so we're gonna unpack all of that. Some of them, uh, well, they're all pretty cool. We've used two of them actually. Yep. Haven't used the third one yet, but we probably we will, will at some point. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna jump right into that and kind of see where it all goes. Uh, how did you end up here? Yeah. So I grew up in Montana. Oh. Um, outside of Great Falls, Montana, where the wind never stops blowing. <laughs> Yeah, that's like my worst It's it's the worst weather ever, <laughs> but a cool place to grow up. I mean, nonetheless, grew up out of town ten miles, and we had 130 acres with a creek running through there. Dude, now that's a dream. Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, I grew up. We had a creek with tons of huge trout coming through the property. So I was fishing all the time out there. We had horses. I had a little motorcycle. What was it like? So hanging the only out? yeah, the only thing I needed was a brother. Oh, yeah, I had two sisters. Yeah. So I was traipsing around alone a lot. What was it like living next door to the Dutton Ranch? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it wasn't that beautiful okay. outside. Yeah, but um, but it was a really cool place to grow up. And uh, but when I turned graduated high school, you know, what everyone does in Great Falls is leave, you know, and and they regret it later on. Yeah, in life, and I'm if, sure. yeah, and if you don't leave. You end up shopping at Walmart at two in the morning. <laughs> That's a common thing and, there. So, and missing teeth, is right? That part yeah, of there's. Okay, yeah. It, okay. It's an. I I have a good buddy who grew up there. Also, he lives down in Bozeman, Montana now. But whenever we see a dude in a wife beater with a mullet, we'll send each other a picture, <laughs> and we're like, "Great Falls Walmart." I mean, <laughs> this is, it has a weird culture. But, uh, but there's also, there's some beautiful people there, very outdoors, a mm. lot of, a lot of hunting and fishing, but then sometimes dives a little into the redneck side of that too. So it's interesting, but yeah, so I, I ended up going to college and, uh, first thing I did was I, I grew up Christian and I was like, I'm going to do a missionary trip. So mm. I found a group in American Samoa in the South Pacific. I went there, lived for six months. And it, that was a trip right there, going from Great Falls, Montana, to the South Pacific, living in a place where most people didn't have cars, yeah. and yeah. and you know, island pace, everything was slow. slow. <laughs> yeah, people would be like, "Yeah, I'll come by." When, you know, later this week, and they eventually would, but there was no, there was no like they didn't. Urgency, didn't yeah, life think, isn't yeah. like we run it over here, where everything's on a schedule and a time, and you make appointments. It was just so chill. And that kind of, I mean, that kind of changed my perspective on just, it, it was, it was very eye opening. And then I ended up coming, you know, coming back to Montana after that. And, and it was time to go to college because my dad was, you are going to college mm. and you are getting a degree. I mean, it was like, it was a non-negotiable. Yeah. And so that's really why I went to college. And, you know, and people ask, what did you, what'd you get out of college? I'm like, I got really good at volleyball. <laughs> that's what. All right. Yeah. And that's what. So, you know, it was one of those things. Um, Had you ever played before college? I, you know, intramurals, yeah. messed around a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
used to watch high school girls volleyball because the girls were of course cute. You did, yeah. And yeah, and it was like, and it, I always thought it looked like a fun sport. But I grew up playing basketball, football, mm-hmm. all the you know traditional sports. They didn't have boys volleyball in Montana. But when I went to college, um, and I walked into a gym and there was all these grown men playing volleyball at a super high level. And I was like, what, what is this? And they were like, Oh, this is university of Montana men's club team. We travel all over and play tournaments. And there was a lot of international players, guys from Asia. There was European guys. There was, um, and they were, they were actually really high level. And I was like, Oh, I was like, how do I get on the team? They were like, "Uh, do you play? I was like, yeah, (laughs) right. But it it was basically like, I just wouldn't go away. I was just kept showing up. And I was like, no, you guys like teach me. I'm going to learn. I'm I'm going to be the best guy here. Just give me time. And so, yeah, it just became like, that was kind of the driving thing. And, you know, I remember going all the way back to elementary school. Like, you know, they gave out awards. It was like, and I won this award for the most sports minded kid. And I was like, eh, I still have that thing. And I'm like, interesting. Cause I only ever had one goal. What were you going to do when you grow up? I was going to be a professional at something as sports. That's all. <laughs> I ever wanted to do. And so then once I started playing volleyball, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I can eventually play professionally at volleyball. And so started playing outdoor first grass, two man tournaments, then sand, two man tournaments started traveling to actually Canada in the summers, Seattle, Oregon, California. And it got more and more and more and more until, you know, Finally graduated college, got a four-year degree. It only took me 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it was very on and off. Like I would do a semester, take a semester <clears throat> off and work, do a semester, take, you know, five credits. So it was very, I was in and out all the time. <laughs> Eventually graduated. And what's interesting, maybe I shouldn't reveal this on a public <laughs> internet, but the, my, my advisor at University of Montana we get all the way to the end and he was actually, I was now the head coach of Loyola high school in, in Missoula, Montana, a private Catholic high school. And I was running their varsity volleyball program. And my advisor at university of Montana was, um, uh, a referee. And so he would end up refing a lot of our matches in town. And so we knew each other really well. And so I get to where it's time I go to him. I'm like, Hey, I need you to sign off that I'm ready to get my diploma. And he's like, Sam, what, uh, what, what course catalog are you graduating out of? Cause I'd started in 1989 and now it's <laughs> 1997. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, you have to, there has, you have to choose one catalog and that's your requirements for, to get a diploma. I'm like, what? Why didn't anyone tell me this? Because I'd just been hopping all over and going, oh, I'll do that one. I'll do that one. No, no real advisement. So he's like, well, let's find the catalog that you're the closest in. And then I was four courses short still. And he's like, that's another full semester. Oh, wow. But it was like, it was like coaching basketball 101 was a course I had to take. Like, because I was getting my uh, education degree in, in physical health and education to be a PE teacher. So he's just like, wait a minute. He goes, you were the head coach at Loyola High School. I think coaching, we can check off those classes. He's like um, running an athletic department. He's like, we can check that out. He's like, you've already done all these things for years. So he literally signed off on a whole semester of school and was like, you're done. And I was like, oh, man, you are the man. Yeah. So So you got your degree in underwater basket weaving. Yeah, exactly. uh, Sounds good. Got a degree in uh, (laughs) health 
what is it? Health and human performance oh, cool. with like a minor in kinesiology and all of that stuff, nice. um, which was cool. And then ended up um, of all places, the only place that offered me um, a teaching position was in Great Falls, Montana. <laughs> You're back. at my rival high school, right? oh. the opposite side of town. Uh. And so, but this is, you know, it's almost a decade later since I graduated high school. So I was like, well, I'll go back and, and teach there for a year or two. And so I was, I was really hired as um, the head volleyball coach. And then it came with a job of teaching health, health and PE. Great time. I loved it. The kids there were super good. I really had a great time running the program, really improved the volleyball, the volleyball team I had. And, but after, you know, after two years of being back in Great Falls, you know, I was at that time, I'd, I'd gotten married early in my twenties and horror story. She cheated on me with a friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. The, oh, the no. whole thing, yeah, the uh, whole thing blew up, right? Terrible. And so here I was single again, like 30 years old in Great Falls, Montana, teaching. And after two years, you know, it was like, okay, the only chance of meeting a single woman in this town is, is Walmart 2 a.m. Yes, Walmart 2 a.m. <laughs> Or there's high school girls. I was like, neither one of those mm. is, a, is a choice or an option. Right. Both right? are both are a quick path yeah. to prison. <laughs> yeah, by exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it was just like, and, and I still had this nagging dream of, can you go play? Can you, are you good enough to play professional volleyball? Cause I was still traveling and playing a lot. And so, yeah, it, it just, um, you know, you want to make a long story longer. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the, yeah. the cliff notes. I had a, yeah, a good friend who was teaching at an international school in Thailand. He calls me up. Hey, Interesting. if you want to teach PE here, the guy, the guy's retiring. I've got a job for you and it is awesome. And I'm like, yes. So job was accepted. Everything was good. Um, it, they have a weird deal there until a certain deadline that teacher can re-sign a contract. And I mean, at the very last minute, now this is uh. late August. And I'm getting ready to go to Thailand in a month. This guy resigns on the last day at the last hour. I'm going to stay one more year. And so the principal of that school in Thailand calls. I'm so sorry, Sam. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now I have no job. Nothing. Oh, what am no. I going to do? Yeah. So it was funny. Before I got that message from him, I had been in Aspen, Colorado. And there's a huge, huge volleyball tournament that they do in Aspen every year. And I was playing there. Met a guy from San Diego there. And we're walking down the street. He's like, you know, just a little background. What do you do? Da, 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 da. And I told him I'm, I'm moving to Thailand in three weeks, it looks like. So he's just, I mean, this is a guy I barely know. And he goes, you know what? For some weird reason, the Thailand job falls through at the last second. He's like, you should move to San Diego. I've already got a place for you to live. It's like, dude, it is great there. More volleyball than you could ever. So, you know, I'm, I'm like, sounds good. I'll do it. Yeah. And you know, 48 hours later, I get the phone call and my mom and dad are like, well, now what are you going to do, son? I'm like, well, I'm moving to San Diego in three weeks instead. Got a backup plan. And they're like, well, what are you going to do first? I was like, first I'm killing a bull elk with my bow. Cause it was early September. Ooh, now yeah. I was like, as soon as I kill an elk, I'm going to process that meat. I'm going to take as much as I can to San Diego and I'm moving. And you know, they were just like, okay. And so that's what happened. I hunted like 20, <laughs> 20 straight days, killed a six point bull elk, got the meat. Drove to San Diego and, uh, and <laughs> it's a very Montana story, bro. Yes. right. And, uh, started and, and ended up, yeah, ended up playing. 
I, I, I did end up playing a lot of professional volleyball tournaments. I spent way more money than I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Went into great debt being a professional athlete. But, but you lived your yeah. dream. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, my dad had good advice because he was, as a young man, he was a bull rider and, you know, rodeo guy, became a veterinarian, great man. But yeah, he, he was just kind of like, you know, look, it's not what I would have you do, but you've got, you've got answers that are questions that need to be answered. Yeah. That's a good go, way to look at it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, go do it, get it out of your system, answer those questions. And then, you know, and then you'll just keep moving on with your life. He's yeah. like, otherwise it'll just bug you forever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, good advice. So, so then met my wife, Kelly on Craigslist. Hmm. I threw an ad up on Craigslist because for a woman, for a, this really? was this was before the Craigslist killer stuff and all that, oh. right? <laughs> and, and before Craigslist was before the dating apps was all hookers. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so I threw. I, I I had two single buddies too, right? And we we're like, where do we meet good good women? Right at the bars, eh. not the best option. Um, and so and it was like, you see a cute girl at church, you go introduce yourself. Now you're the guy that goes to church to pick up chicks. So that didn't seem mm. you, you get yeah, a bad yeah. right. You get a bad name for that. So I was like, Craigslist. I was like, dude, I've gotten jobs off Craigslist. I've gotten <laughs> furniture off. Why not? Why not? Find a girl on so, yeah. So I threw up a, a post like. I would love to see that ad. Yeah, I still have it. By the way. <laughs> I show it so I threw up a post, threw up a picture of just like a stupid picture, making a funny face or something. And for whatever reason, my wife, Kelly, now we've been married 14 years this month. Um, she's on her lunch break at work and just is like clicks on craigslist singles christian guy and boom i was like the only add-on that right <laughs> yes. slim pickings right and uh and she emails me and but what was interesting is i put that ad up the next morning you know i check there's like 18 emails and i was like what the heck and one of the requirements of course because i'm a guy was you have to send pictures mm. and they all did except for one kelly did not send a picture uh. yeah but her response, and I still remember most of it, but it, it was, it was cute. It was clever. It was smart. It made me laugh. And, you know, and I'm just like, oh God, please let her be good looking. Please. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm thinking great personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, I email her back and I'm like, Hey, you kind of missed one requirement of the response. There's no pictures. So this is how long this goes back. She sent me a link to her MySpace. Oh yeah. Right. Oh. This is pre Facebook, yeah. right? Her MySpace. And I got to see her pictures and I'm like, dang, she's, she's super cute. So we went on a date and that's it. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Got married like a year and a half later and three kids now been 14 years. So I, I ran a painting company in San Diego after I quit teaching because I think Seth and I talked about this before the, the reason that I got out of teaching was one, the system, especially kind of inner city San Diego. I was like, they don't allow us to teach the things that I think really matter in mm. life. Yeah. It's like this curriculum and every kid's supposed to fit in this box and move at the same pace. And let's say you're slow in math. You're not, you're not at the standards in math. Well, then you're delinquent, right? You're not a smart kid. Or right. let's say you're advanced. Oh, let's put you in special classes. When typically I just don't see education through that lens anymore. Yeah. It's, it's much broader. It's much more individualized. Yeah. And so I, it was that. And then seeing the pay chart. Okay. So here I was, if you get a master's, you get a bump to here. And then now you've been here for 35 years. This is the maximum you can ever pay. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter how great you are. And it really doesn't matter how bad you are. 
Right. And just, I was like, just breathing, just show up breathing yeah. and you'll get a paycheck. Yeah. Where, where, you know, you, felonies. you come from a background in sports and it's like, man, the people who worked the hardest were the most focused yeah. and got, and were the most successful. The reward was much bigger. And that's kind of how the free market and business works too. You guys understand right. that, right? Absolutely. You yeah. crush it in real estate, you make more money. Yep. And so that just, it's so simple in my mind now, but it made, it made sense. And this thing didn't make sense. And I just kind of got frustrated with that system. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm an entrepreneur anyway. So did you have a hard time stepping out of that? Cause that's a common thing I, from a first responder background. A lot of guys feel trapped by the pension and the, and the right, system paycheck right. and, and they're, you know, it's like, Oh, I just do my 30 years and I'll get my pension. And it's like, that hangs over your head the whole time. And it's super scary to walk away from that. Like, Yeah. It, um, this is, I think this is where I'm kind of, a weird outlier is it didn't scare me at all mm. because more, especially more than money. I value time. Yeah. And I, and, and it was all going through high school when I was in high school, I would go home and tell my mom that was seven and a half hours of my life that I don't ever get back. And I don't see the value in it, mom. Mm. I was like, I think you should homeschool me for an hour a day. I'll learn way more and I can run around out here in the Hills and do whatever. And so time has always been a huge value for me more, yeah. more than money even. And, and so I kind of saw that with teaching cause you know, I was, I was still training for volleyball, competing in volleyball. I was picking up surfing. And so I was like, I could have, if I could figure out how to make, get all my bills and working one day a week, wh why would I not do that? Yeah. And so that's kind of how the painting thing started was I had a background in painting in college. I had painted through summers. And so started just picking up through Craigslist ads, paint jobs. And I would go, you know, work one eight hour day and be like, that's more than I could make teaching all week. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so then, I mean, just the light bulb goes yeah. off and, and, and it was the simple idea of show up when you say you're going to show up, do a good job. You're going to get a referral and work just started pouring in kind of through the greater volleyball community, then putting ads on Craigslist, then and it was all free advertising. And so then it got to the point where the phone was ringing too often. And so I hired a guy to help me paint who we hired another guy. And now I had a crew of three of us and then the phone kept ringing. And one day I just was like, dropped. The, I was like done painting guys. I've got to handle the business side mm -hmm. of this, hired another crew and it expanded it. Uh, you know, one time I had 16 employees wow. with my company down there and was running the whole thing myself, but still had time to be with my family, still had time to surf for two hours a day before work every morning, still had time to do those things. And it was just that, you know, those light bulbs go off incrementally and it's like a path to trying to build financial freedom and a, and a path to actually living the life that you want to live right yeah now i'm not saying it wasn't stressful it was stressful oh, as yeah. every day <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. yeah every step of the way because you don't know what's coming next week and there is no guarantee but part of that for people who you know have a have a mind an entrepreneurial mind part that's part of the adventure and i, yeah. I kind of feel dead if i don't have the unknown in front of me mm. and whereas my wife is much more she's much more level and she's much more calculated and she's much more like would like to know she doesn't like surprises she likes oh, yeah. to know what's coming mm. and everything's planned and so our her and i our greatest battles we ever had are over these two somewhat opposing mindsets i'm like i was like you can make plans all day long guarantee they change at the last minute yeah so let's we 
and, and, but, but I've, I've gravitated towards her a lot and she's gravitated towards me. So it works a lot. That it works dynamic, a lot better now. That's probably a really good, I mean, we have a similar dynamic and I think that is really important in a, in a spousal relationship too, but especially when you have a business together and it's like, because there's that balance, I think if you were both one way or the other, it would, it wouldn't work. I think you're right. And it is interesting because it, yeah, she's, she's sharpened me up a lot on being way more organized, being way more, um, scheduled, punctual to-do lists, pros and cons, like all these things right. that I was always like, whatever. Sounds you like know? me with Seth. I'm always, I'm always yeah. like, we got to get on a system. We have right. to have this. I mean, he's organized with, you know, like 50 post-it notes, but that's like, let's, let's get this organized. I need to know what's happening. Like what, you know, what I even need to be doing. Just read the post-it notes yeah. right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. But. So I'm going to get to your question. How did I get to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after, you know, after, let's see, Kelly and I got married in 2009. And, that, and that's when I really started building the paint company. And all the way, but about 2000, for about five or six years, I didn't come back to Montana and bow hunt. And it started really, I mean, honestly, it's really started wearing on me. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like that is that's a huge part of me. Yeah. I grew up doing that from the time I was a little kid with my dad in the woods. And so, you know, and, and also that was about the time that Cameron Haynes started dropping a lot of YouTube stuff. Yes. And you're I was watching just, that and you're like, I yeah, gotta go. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going back every single year. My wife's like, you're what? I was like, yeah, you don't know it, but you married an outdoorsman and a hunter. Like, sorry, start to spring. This. <laughs> She's right. like, you didn't put that in the Craigslist yeah. ad, dude. <laughs> sorry to spring this on you a little late, but I was like, so thank God I was running my own business. And so, you know, the first year I think I went back for like eight or nine days. The next year was two weeks. The next year until the last year before I moved up here, um, my buddy, Steve and I, who's a business partner here now, we, we came up, we hunted 23 days in Montana yeah. before we ended up, we killed two six point bulls on the last day, the same day. And then, but it was, um, you know, and that's a hard thing too, is when you have little kids, a wife oh, yeah. and you're gone long. that long. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's a, got a nice wife there. Yeah. Big ask. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so this is, you know, yeah, that's another interesting dynamic where, you know, it was a little bit of a struggle a couple of times, but I'm just like, babe, this is like, I have to, Yeah. If you want me to be okay the rest of the year. Right. And actually that trip, the 23 day trip, we, I think we hunted like 20 days and we drove from San Diego to Montana hunted like 18, 19, 20 days somewhere. Didn't kill a thing all the way back to San Diego. Cause we had work, oh. worked like three days and I'm moping around the house. Like honestly, a little baby. And cause I didn't, I didn't do what I went to do. And my wife is like, she goes, you want to go back? <laughs> and I was like, I do. She was like, go back one condition. If you don't kill something, Ooh. You had better not come back here with a bad attitude for the rest of the year. She was like, that's the condition. If you can promise me you'll come back and be positive no matter what happens, go. I'm on the phone with Steve two minutes later. I'm like, dude, <laughs> tomorrow morning, 4 a.m., pick me up. We're leaving. He's like, what? Kelly said it's fine. I'm like, she said it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah, so we drove all the way back up. And on the second day, killed two elk and then whoosh, back to San Diego. It was, Perfect. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, that for her to for her to be okay with that yeah and we had little babies at that time that's I mean, a yeah. big deal so it was like 
the stuff I've put her through. She's a saint. Um, but, but so once I started going back to Montana and bow hunting and then started having kids is when I was like, I'm not sure long-term Southern California is the thing. Mm. There's still things that every day I miss that ocean oh, yeah. and surfing. And I'm, I really miss sunshine in December, <laughs> yeah. January, February, <laughs> yes. 65, 70 degrees. I mean, I really do well, miss that. San Diego is the best yeah. of California. So I, it's yeah. like, <laughs> and I, I miss really good carne asada burritos, there, <laughs> right? There's things. But, um, but I was just like, long-term, I don't think I want to bring my kids up here. Yeah. And, and you guys probably experienced it. Like, like when you move to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, your neighbors come over and meet you. Yeah. People shake your hand. They look you yeah. in the eye. They ask you how you're doing and they actually care. Very different. Very than, different. You know, where everywhere we would move in the San Diego area, my wife would make chocolate chip cookies. She would take them to our neighbors. We would introduce ourselves. And then they would never look us in the eye again. And I was like, this is so weird. And, you know, she had grown up in Michigan. I grew up in Montana. So we were, we weren't used to that. And so, so I take her, I'm like, we are moving back to Montana. So I take her on the tour de Montana to all the places. I'm like, we go to the Helena area, which I love because the outdoor stuff is amazing. there, hunting, fishing. I take her to Bozeman. I'm like, I think she's going to dig Bozeman. This yeah. place is, there's got a lot going mm -hmm. on. So we go to all the cool places and, um, and she's like, yeah, it's nice. It's cool, but nothing. And we had had, a uh, we had had friends that had moved to Coeur d'Alene like four years earlier. And she was like, why don't we go over and visit Rick and Kat in Coeur d'Alene and just see what that's like. And it hadn't even dawned on me, Idaho, cause I was so Montana. Right. And, uh, I was like, I love Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Let's, let's go see them. So we came over here and for, she was like, I will move there. Like right, right, <laughs> right away. Right. She knew right away, huh? Yeah. And this was, uh, yeah, this was, I guess April, end of March or April of 2019. So she said it, I'll move there. And so, you know, by May I'm making offers on houses. <laughs> I mean like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Cause ready. I told her the fall before I was like, this is it. I was like, this is the last year that I can stay in California. I was like, I'm telling, I was like, I'm telling you right now, there's a U-Haul leaving next spring and I'm praying you're in it with me. I was like, <laughs> it, I'm getting out of here. I can't do it anymore. You know, it was the traffic. It was just all the things that. Is she from California? Made, she grew up in Michigan, but oh, okay. she had been in California for quite a while now. <laughs> okay. um, so anyway, yeah. So made an offer on a house and this was, you know, the talk about the real estate curve oh, here yeah, right at the beginning, Before, we yeah. ended up getting almost an acre of land in Dalton gardens, a 3000 square foot house, which needed some love, but for well under $400,000. No way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so insane. right. And it was just like, wow. what the heck? Yeah. And, and just for reference, that's like eight or <laughs> eight or 900,000 right. these days for and, sure. And what's weird is even at that time, I'm like, gosh, should we really be spending almost $400,000 on a right. house? Like uh -huh. <laughs> we moved here like a lot of money. Year right? too late. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it just went parabolic after that. Yeah, and now, crazy. I mean, and, and we, that neighborhood, we love it. The, yeah. The people, all our neighbors are oh, awesome. Yeah. Dalton Having Gardens a giant amazing. yard yeah. is amazing. And you can shoot and, that bow there, huh? You got yeah. Yeah. I got uh -huh. about 60 yards in oh, my dude, yard. I got to come. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> I need to come over. Yeah. We'll get you up there yeah. as soon as the weather gets nice. And uh, yeah, so that's great. But uh, yeah. So, and since we've been here, neither one of us 
there's things we miss about San Diego and it's mostly the weather for my wife. Yeah. And for me, it's mostly the ocean, but, uh, her mom and dad still live down there. They retired from Michigan to San Diego. Okay. And so we have, we can fly in, you know, direct flight on Alaska airlines or on Southwest boom, straight there. It's two and a half hours. We're in the house four hours later. I'm in the ocean. I mean, it's crazy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so a free place to stay, they take care of us. And after, but after about seven to 10 days, I'm ready to like, I'm like, I want to go home. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's a nice, it's a nice little winter getaway, but, uh, but I don't have to live there anymore, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good call. What are you going to say? Oh, something? I was just going to say, so you moved here in 19. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. June and you already, 2019. So yeah. Okay. So you have in that time started three businesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you have a problem. Yeah, sir, you right? have a problem. You're when uh, <laughs> when when I left San Diego, I I had hired. It's a guy I got, had gotten to know really well. I had hired him as the general manager of my painting company, and I was just going to take a monthly a monthly paycheck. He was running the whole thing. Still had we still had fourteen to sixteen painters working for oh. us, and we had built a giant referral network through the real estate through the, yeah. all our real estate connections down there. I mean, and real estate was popping, mm -hmm. and it was just like. They would refer us and we, and we did our part. We showed up and did a really good job and really built a great reputation there. So he was running it and everything was going amazing. And then the China disease hit, oh, COVID yes. hit and immediate overnight, you're not essential. Painting's not essential. Right. You know, it's, I mean, that was, that was such a mind trip for me. I'm like, it's pretty essential for the money it provides for all these families. Right. You know, that, that, exactly. And but it's yeah. uh, a majority of being outdoors, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Mostly outside. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing is like, we can't show up to a house and be outside and paint the outside of a house. Right. Are you crazy? So it was really interesting. So, but you know, after a few months of that, all your employees are gone now. They right. had to find a way, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and then the guy running my company, he was like, I'm out of here. And they moved to Arkansas. And so all of a sudden that company was dead. I mean, just like that, this thing That's I nuts. had spent so many years building and I thought was kind of a semi-retirement. So, so all I really, really knew what business I really, really knew well was building a paint company, mm. but I didn't want to, I was like, I, don't, <laughs> I do not want to do that. So I had called maybe five paint companies in Coeur d'Alene to come give me a bid to paint my house. No one came. Wow. I mean, one company answered the phone and he's like, I'm booked out for a year. Yep. Um, I, I won't even come look at it. I was like, so for me, you know, a free market guy, I'm like, boy, there's some money to be made in this town yes. if, but, yep. by painting. And so, yeah, we launched bullet painting, like just like that. But it was interesting because um, my good friend, Steve, the, the high-end product photographer, he had built websites. So he built all the back end stuff of the company for marketing and branding. And you guys probably see our bright blue trucks yep. around town. Yep. So we decided like, let's make them loud and noticeable. And so that's what he did. He did all that design and everything. And, um, and so what took me about eight years to do in San Diego, we recreated in about 90 days here, you know, just, just really building the groundwork of yeah. a business. And, and, and we just hit it right here too, with everything that was happening. There was such a need for anyone in the trades yep. who would answer the phone and then show up and then do good work. It was like, you know, and that's, you know, my, my whole 
philosophy in business is answer the phone or return oh, phone yeah. calls. It goes far. Respond yeah. to people, be polite, and then actually do what you say you're going to do. That's it. It, it's such a, it seems, I mean, it's so weird because it's not a hard formula. Right. I mean, you guys do it in real estate all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's not a hard formula, but it seems like it must be the hardest thing in the world to do because <laughs> to get a, to get a phone call back from someone is like, yeah, how do you guys do this? And so I don't know. I think it's also the way that probably a lot of us were raised is your parents were my, my dad and mom were very much like, yes is yes. And no is no. If you say you're going to do it, then you do it. Yep. There are no exceptions. And the only way you don't do what you say is if you died on the way, right? You That's get, how I yeah, feel. Yeah. You yes. die on the way. Uh, yeah. Of course I'm not going to show out. up that day. <laughs> That's, a good, That's a good excuse. Right. But, but besides that, it's yeah. just, and uh, I think it's just personal integrity. We, we run into that a lot with real estate agents here, believe it or not, like inability to communicate, you know, they don't mm. answer their phone. Like, and we're as another agent calling because we're trying to do a deal with them. And like it's right. trying to sell the house yeah. they have listed and they won't return a phone call. It's like, how is this person trusting you right now? Right. <laughs> it's really, yeah, cause they're, they're representing their yeah. buyer or seller. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't think it's like, do these people not realize how incompetent you are or, or whatever? It's, oh, it's frustrating. Um, there are plenty of good agents out there too, but, but no, you know, yeah, it, it's the same and it's the same in all the construction trades there's, but I, you know, I'm like, I, I, I've, I've found that out in the sauna industry since we've mm -hmm. built symmetry sauna, there are two or three other companies in the United States who are doing things the right way. Yeah. That's it. That's who we compete against at, at a higher crazy. level. Crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, but, but there's a lot who, you can't get customer service. You can't get anyone to call you back or, or take care of a, when something goes wrong. I mean, it, it's just really, it's interesting. It's across the board. So I've kind of labeled it now. It's a human condition more than, <laughs> more than just a, yeah. a niche of businesses. It's, it's, and this is what's so cool about meeting you guys here is I feel like, you know, when Seth and I sat down the other day, had coffee, it was like, that human connection, yeah. like two well, hours later, I was like, yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> right. It went, it went fast, but I was like, this is like, this is, you know, this is a person I can relate with similar values, mm -hmm. business values, the same. And, and I've found that a lot in the Coeur d'Alene area. There's Do you feel like, and you, and so I, you know, I came from the public safety world, so I didn't have that experience in California. I wasn't around that, but do you feel like Coeur d'Alene has a higher density of people like that than where anywhere else you've been? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there, there was, there's a lot. I mean, in Montana, there was a lot of the same. I kind of think Idaho and Montana are one giant state. A lot of the time, in my mind, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. But yeah, there's just a, and I honestly, I think it's, I think it's the old way of life, if you want to put yeah. it that way, is yeah. where you know the old cowboy way of life is like, no, you said you're going to do it, you're going to do it, and um, I think there's a lot of that still that that just older mentality and just a lot of integrity yeah. is is ingrained in people and but it's you know it, it's there's getting to be a division there's getting to be a split where you know there's a lot of bad apples in every industry too yeah so sure. you guys see it in real estate i mean yeah it in you know real estate is one of those things that it's 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 not as a low barrier of entry as painting because painting, you go to Home Depot, buy a roller and a brush, uh, yeah. and now you're now you're a professional painter. Right. right. But real estate has, you know, yeah, you some don't need a courses and a test, yeah. and now you are a professional. And exactly. it's like you're dealing with contracts and huge amounts of yeah, money. It's right. like, whoa. Yeah, you're dealing with people's life, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And scary. Their so, investment. Yeah. So it's scary. And so, yeah, and, and I think, I don't think 
most people, especially first time home buyers and whatnot, really realize um, that every realtor isn't the same. Yeah. They're like, oh, I got this great realtor. He's got a good smile on his card and yeah. he's probably the man. And yeah. it's like, well, and I think they don't really realize most people like what a, a realtor actually does, you know, like, right. they feel like I could do that myself. I think people fall yeah. for yeah. the looks a lot. I see, we see, I'm not going to course not name name any names but you see some of these women in town here that you know they got the big old fake lips oh yeah fake eyelashes right i think like people fall for that shit and they're like oh it must be good just because they're pretty or have that look doesn't mean they're dressed all nice or whatever yeah yeah no exactly and i mean in uh in san diego that was well everyone there i mean everyone's beautiful right yeah Yeah. and it was like uh yeah we used to joke people in the contracting world would joke like We've never seen a group of more arrogant people than realtors because who else puts their picture on everything? Yeah, yeah. It feels weird, yeah. by yeah. the way. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, like, this like. is, but at the same time, when there's a certain, it, it, it does a certain familiarity with it's someone. The, it is the, your face is yeah, the brand. Is when you, when you mm-hmm. see it, and especially with what you guys are doing with um, YouTube, with Instagram stuff, you see someone there, you kind of connect with them with their message and then when you meet them in person even though they don't know you from adam you kind of feel like you already know them yeah and so that it it does give an edge yeah it's 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 phenomenal for us like we've met a lot of clients through youtube um and every time we meet they're like oh i feel like exactly that i feel like i know you and it makes the conversation really easy and we attract the right type of people because it's generally people that come from a similar background, share the same values. You know, they've watched me in a hundred videos and they're like, they know my soul apparently. And, uh, (laughs) but we meet and I'm like, wow, these these people are cool. Like I'll hang out with them. I do it all the time. Like we, we become friends on some level. I'm not saying you have to be a friend of mine, but he uh, he also has raging haters too. So I do, I do have some haters out there. Well, they tend to come from the other side of the political spectrum. (laughs) Right. Um, And that's, you know what, but it's like, I'm fine with that. That's fair. If, if you're going to post content, you know, it's like, if you're going to publish a paper on something and put it out there for the world to read, you got to be okay with the criticism. You better be ready for it. And, And it's like, and sometimes we can learn something from that. It's Absolutely. like, oh, you know, I could have I could have done that better. Could have done that better mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, most of the time, in my experience, the haters are the people who I've experienced that with running paint companies forever. And certain times, you have an employee who becomes a hater of you because you're the guy doing estimates, driving around, and they think yeah, that's yeah. they think you're just driving around in the truck, having the time of your life. Must be nice, right? Right. right. Must yeah, yeah. That's the campaign. Cam Haynes again. Must be nice. His voice sounds like Cam Haynes. <laughs> Someone out there is thinking it. <laughs> I've been saying it for days now. <laughs> yeah, the the must be nice. Yeah. But what what no one ever sees is everything that goes on in the background. Right. What like, are the years that right. happened before? Yeah. Uh, yeah. To you're get you where you're grinding at. every day. And what makes the phone ring? I've yeah. always asked them like, why do you think the phone? Why do you think I'm always on the phone? It rings all the time. Why is that? You know? Yeah. And so you, you kind of can sometimes break it down with someone. And, and I always encourage anyone to just go do it yourself. Yeah. I'm like, go do it yeah. yourself. Right. Yeah. You yeah. think you think I can, Sam? I'm like, I know you can, but I don't think you will <laughs> because it's not as fun as you think it is. Yeah. Right. It's, it's so much hard work mm-hmm. to build something that operates, becomes a part of the community and has a good reputation. Like it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. yeah. But did, it's fun. How did you get into uh, the sauna business, bro? And well, the the let's talk about Heat Proxy at first because that came first, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, is that a franchise or is it is not a franchise yet? Yet we 
Oh, I was wondering because you guys right. have like products in there right. and everything. And I was like, yeah. I, we went in there the other day and I was like, what if this is a franchise? So yeah. we did, we, we built it and branded it with that in mind Okay, that we may one yeah, day smart. Um, actually franchise this. Smart, yeah. Or if nothing else, we do have, we do have plans to expand it to multiple locations mm -hmm. that we own. Mm -hmm. um, so the, how I got into that is um, my wife and I, I, mean, I guess you would throw us in that you know, religious group where, you know, we're Bible believing Christian people. So we joined, uh, up here, um, kind of just a home fellowship Bible study thing. And one of the families that was in there, Joe and Vicky. So Joe is now one of my business partners in heat praxia. Heat praxia is a sauna cold plunge place in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Mm -hmm. Come get hot, come get cold. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Shameless plug. You got me. Hooked. Uh, yeah. You got me hooked. We'll, we'll, on I'll it. talk about it because yeah. I am a raging fan now. So. And so, yeah, so, <laughs> But Joe and I, so I had started, I, this was probably Rogan podcast, like, you know, 2016 mm. or something. He's first really started talking about sauna, mm -hmm. all the health benefits, how yeah. great you feel, how great your mind feels. And so I found a sauna, started sitting in it. And sure enough, I was like, man, I, Some I don't kid. know if it's doing all those things inside my body, but I sure feel better. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of in inflammation, joint pains. Yeah just makes you feel so good and mental and mentally you feel i call it like a like a kind of a low-key buzz like yeah. you get sort of a just like after a really hard workout you feel so yeah. good yeah dopamine yeah. All, all the good stuff so so i was and then when we moved up here i joined peak gym and peak gym is awesome they have saunas and so i was in that sauna you know all the time yeah and so i met joe from our bible study group and he was um he was the head sales guy for a company out of Southern California, who's the oldest family owned traditional sauna company in the U S yeah. they're, um, sauna.com Nordic sauna, great company. And so, but he was running all the national sales for them. And, um, and then he was selling, I think for another company too, but anyway, he's, he's a great sales guy and a great kind of CEO type mentality. And, but, you know, we we're just talking about sauna, this sauna, that, and I, I'm here on the, the guy who uses a sauna end and he's on the end of selling saunas. And so he had helped a lady in Southern California. She was going to open up a bar studio, you know, the bar fitness mm -hmm. studio. And Joe knew her and started, he was like, you know what you should do? Open up a sauna studio. And she was like, what would that look like? So he's, he's like, here's my vision, you know? You're going to have six or eight saunas, private saunas in a place. People are going to pay a membership or drop-in rate to come and sauna. She was like, you think that would work? He was like, I, I, I really do think it would work. Um, so he was like, do this. Buy one sauna from us. Put it in your garage. Invite every person you know over to use your sauna. And then ask them afterwards, would you do this repeatedly? Would you pay to do this? And it was like a hundred percent across the board. The feedback she got was if there was a place to go and do yeah, this, okay. I would be a member. Yep. And, um, so she opened up a place called the sweat shack and she has now multiple locations. Um, super cool little business, but Joe helped her design it, build it. And so Joe and I were, you know, having coffee up here one day and I was like, Hey, do you think that Coeur d'Alene, Podunk Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is ready for a business like that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about it over several meetings. Like, you know, I was like, the only risk is, are we dense enough population wise to support the business? Mm -hmm. I was like, because 
the narrative of sauna health benefits and cold plunge, it's getting out everywhere, you know? And I was like, and every dude from my age and under listens to Joe Rogan and, you know, Dr. Rhonda Patrick and is anyone who's into health and fitness now is aware of the benefits and how good it is for you. So, um, you know, being the optimistic idiots that we are, we emptied, (laughs) we emptied our savings accounts and built Hepraxia. And we just, we were, you know, and this is like, you asked, you know, do you, I don't suffer from a lot of fear of failure because I'm like, who cares? I mean, I, I, that's what Joe and I were like, if we got that space down on Sherman, we got the lease. And so we were like, we're going to build Hepraxia. And if it fails, we're going to make burritos out of this space. Like we're not losing the space. It's great location. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, we were like, but we, we just thought it would work. And honestly, we weren't real smart about it. We didn't do any demographic interviewing. We didn't do any research. We were just like, we think this is the time. And everything pointed that it was and it yeah. would work. And um, so we did it. And and it's going great. I mean, you got you guys come down now all the time. And yeah, I I just mean, what joined. do you think? So Friday will be my two weeks and I go okay. six days and only six days because you guys are closed on all Saturday, right, right. which yeah. we need to talk We're about. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has been really great for me. I mean, he cold plunges in the river and I've done that a couple times with them. And right. Okay. That's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. But um, now I'm spoiled. It sucks after <laughs> yeah. going, having a sauna to go in. Yeah. I have some health issues I'm working through. So mm. I wanted to start cold plunging mm-hmm. and doing all that. And we actually have a sauna here, but it only gets to like 120. Oh, really? So, um, it's an infrared. infrared. Okay. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's sweat, but it's yeah. not the same. So, but barely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But barely. Right. So. Um, and honestly, I've always with heat proxy, I was like, eh, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. And then our friends took us. Okay. And they're big, like, Big John from big, the archery yeah. shop. Oh, yeah. 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 So oh, he I love took that guy. Us, yes. And like halfway through it, I was like, okay. I look at him, I'm like, we're getting a membership. Yeah. It was like, it was not, it was non negotiable. <laughs> it, it was non negotiable. It, it's pretty amazing. Just the, um, <laughs> like I said, how good you feel afterwards. Um, and then that allows me to cold plunge because I know I can go get in the sauna afterwards. And and then the effects I'm having. So I go early and then I work out after because mm. I know you shouldn't work out. Um, work out first and then sauna right, and cold right. plunge. So yeah. um, I do go before. So I go at 6 a.m. And then sometimes I feel so good, like almost like I'm on pre-workout. Right. That I almost have a hard time working out because my heart's <laughs> like, I'm just it's like, already yeah, yeah, you're jacked. Yeah. You feel so awesome. <laughs> like yeah. even today, like I went and I was like, I half my workout, I had my sweater on because I couldn't warm my body. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. It feels amazing. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. You know, the, so the difference between infrared saunas and traditional sauna. So we have tradition, we have all right. traditional saunas. We had access to any, we could have put anything in there yeah. that we wanted, but we wanted to do traditional saunas, higher heat, and really do the traditional Finnish sauna experience where you get to loily, which is pouring the water yeah. over the rocks and have the steam. And um, so the, the reason we did that is like you guys' experience with your infrared sauna, it only gets up to 120, maybe 130. Most will max out at about 140 degrees, 150, maybe mm-hmm. if it's a really good one. We are manufacturing one that will get up to 170, but at that point, but still it's not the same. And so most of the people who have an infrared sauna experience background who come down to heat praxia, we just ask them, what did you think? Was it different? What, what's your, and it's the same feedback that, that you said is 
yeah, this is, this is different. It's better. I feel wonderful. Mm -hmm. And when you really break down, you know, we don't have to get too deep into the science of sauna, but it's heat stress. And so when you're only getting up to 120 degrees, mm -hmm. you don't get that hot. Mm -hmm. You sweat a little bit, but you're not getting into heat stress. All the long-term sauna studies out of Finland and Europe have been tested on saunas at like 180 and higher, mm -hmm. which now you're getting heat, sh heat shock proteins released, which go around your body and they either flush out all the, the bad cells or they will heal some that are just damaged. It's really interesting what, what interesting. that does. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we believe in, in the heat stress and, you know, so everything that an infrared sauna does for you, a traditional sauna also does for you and it does it at a higher heat. I feel like you're getting more benefits and we're kind of seeing, um, uh, a trend shift back to traditional sauna yeah. be because of just, I'm, so, I'm hundred percent sold on them because yeah. of the experience experience base, you know, and, and Joe, my business partner, part of this is his fault because <laughs> back in the day, he, he was a head sales guy or one of the top sales guys for an infrared sauna company here in the U S but there wasn't a lot of marketing out. So he kind of wrote a lot of the narrative that you read about all the health benefits of infrared and I'm not anti-infrared. It's awesome. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's true. They have a lot of health benefits, mm -hmm. but, but they're not different than a traditional sun. Right, right. You're getting the same, same thing, thing at a higher heat. You don't have to sit there for an hour. Yeah. As you guys know, like yeah. after 15 or 20 minutes oh in our saunas, yeah. you are crawling out of your skin. Yeah. You want, you want to get out for a couple minutes yeah. and yeah. either cold plunge or at least go out. I mean, I always go out on the front sidewalk. I call it free advertising <laughs> and, and wave, wave at cars that come by. That's hilarious. You're just steaming, you know, and people yeah. look at you like you're crazy, but I'm like, people now wonder what is that? What yeah. is that place? Yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we do that all the time is especially when there's snow, we'll just go out and sit That's in awesome. the snow yeah. in the front on. <laughs> on the busiest street in I, uh, I like one of the big things that got me interested in it was, um, all the studies out about, uh, like the rates of the lower rates of, um, dementia and Alzheimer's, mm. you know, I've had a couple of gnarly TBIs in my life and I'm like, Ooh. I already, my memory is already jacked. I feel like, and I, I'm like, man, I'm, I have this big fear when I get older that I was going to go down that road. So, um, it's like a 60% reduction in Alzheimer's and, uh, I, I may be off on my number there. You probably know better than I, but, yeah, it, it is. Um, that's what they're saying. You know, with, 60 with consistent or 66%. Sauna, yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's, like, huge. Oh, that's a big deal yeah. to me. I don't, right. I don't, I don't want to go down that road. So I'm like putting the time in is worth it for me. The mm -hmm. other thing I noticed, um, and I know there's a big reduction in all cause mortality because of it. And I have a theory developing, mm -hmm. um, I'd like to well, hear this. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty simple. When I'm in there, my heart rate hits like 150, oh. 160 after 20 minutes. My heart rate is high. It's like I'm doing cardio every time I'm in there. Yeah. Like static cardio. You literally um, are. Yeah. So my guess is that, that that is the leading factor or one of the factors in the lo lower all-cause mortality is that you're you're just getting a workout like four days a week or five, five days a week or whatever you're doing, where you know yep. a lot of these people – especially older people, they're maybe not able to do that kind of cardio because their joints hurt and everything. So if you can get in there and do that uh, into an older age, I think you're going to do huge stuff for yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. There's a, um, a study I read, they took, I think it was, I can't remember the group size, but a, a large group size of trained endurance runners. So these guys are all, you know, these are your cross country runners. These guys are trained. They're in mid season form. They're in really good shape. So they put them on a treadmill 
and they have them run to exhaustion and they time how long to exhaustion. Um, well, you know, like, a, I think they kept increasing the speed, increasing the steepness of the treadmill until they just failed. And so then God, that sucks. That's right. Don't, I don't yeah. want to take <laughs> no. part in that study. No, no, but, you. but you have, the, so each guy had his time to exhaustion, right? And then the only thing they changed on their training protocol was after their run, 30 minute sauna, did it for a month across the board, 32% increase Whoa. in time oh, wow. to exhaustion. That's, That's insane. And yeah. this is like, okay, high level sports, you're looking for a one to 2% advantage. Right. And so the, the results <laughs> were, and, it, and it's more than just the cardio you're getting. It's, it's the way your blood moves through your body too. the efficiency with which your heart pumps. You know, pumps that's interesting. Blood. Cause we um, gave blood this mm. week and I, it, it really made me fatigued. Mm. And then I read that sauna actually helps you to recover from giving blood. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't so know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I thought yeah that was cool. There's so you many need to go things. drop some yeah. pamphlets over at Vital. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, one of our, before we opened, when we were under construction, there's a guy, he's a, he's a chef here in town. He walked up the street. His name is Derek. Hey, Derek, if you hear this. Um, and he, you know, he was like, he was like, what are y'all opening here? And I was like, oh, it's going to be a sauna place. He was like, oh, my, my wife has fit, uh, roots from Finland. Uh, yeah. Her she grew up with sauna. He was like, we're going to join. As soon as you open, we're going to join. And so I, you know, I always ask like people's why, like, what do you have any, any health stuff you're working on or inflammation or, and he's like, no, he goes, I just hate being cold in the winter for him, <laughs> you, you know? And I was like, Oh, you can come in and get warm anytime. So, but he had high blood pressure, was on meds, oh, everything yeah. for blood pressure. And after, I think after six weeks of three times a week, saunaing, and he wasn't even cold plunging. So he was just using sauna. And after six weeks, he went back to his doctor, did the blood pressure. And the doctor was like, what are you doing? What changed? What changed? And he was wow. like, doctor's like, did you quit drinking? He was like, no, still drinking. <laughs> did you quit smoking? Nope. Still smoking. You exercising more? Nope. What are you doing? Well, he, he is. And he didn't know. Yeah. And, and yeah, <laughs> right, that's what he said. He was like, oh, I started going down to this place downtown and sitting in a sauna three times a week for half an hour. Dude. And the guy, the, his doctor literally said, if you keep doing that, you don't have to be on your blood pressure. Dude, wow. that's huge. He's like, you're completely normal. And he's like, this is wild. And that's so, cool. and I was like, so it's really interesting. A lot of those long-term sauna studies. So these are people, a lot of them, people who smoked, mm. people who drank, not regular exercisers. What they did was sit in the sauna. And I was like, man, so if you, if you put that on top of exercising, being healthy, mm -hmm. cutting some of the bad habits out right. of your life. I think that's where we get into the all cause mortality, yep. uh, you know, decreases and then Alzheimer's dementia. My mom just passed away and, you know, she had, I, I, you know, I kind of lump dementia and Alzheimer's yeah. kind of into yeah. one thing once it gets advanced, but very much so. And then I had a grandfather who passed away from that too. Now, maybe there's a genetic component. There might be. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, my mom had been on a, a, a light antidepressant for a very long time mm -hmm. from a surgery that went bad a long time ago in her life. And, and so I think a lot of that is what actually caused the decay mm -hmm. of the brain. And so, you know, but, uh, 
So with you, one of the, you know, one of the reasons I want to be in a sauna regularly is like, just in case yeah, it's a genetic no, totally, component. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I can see the headlines now on CNN because I think, you know, big pharma is going to connect this and be like, Oh wait, we're, we're losing money here. Oh, now uh, you have to so the CNN headlines, it'll be like, it'll be like sauna <laughs> use linked to white nationalism. Right. And, uh, <laughs> just like they did yeah. with the, uh, the working out thing. It was like, I can see it. I can see it now. Isn't that crazy? They do yeah. see that. So dumb, I, did. Yeah. I was like, what? clown world are we living Le- in right what now? was right. it linked with white supremacy yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. yeah. working I, out you're working out yeah. i did see that I was okay like, this is I, you know and it's like at least come up with a connection that could sort of make sense yeah. and you might be able to convince a few people i don't but i like, don't know if they need is, to they just the, the, you know th- those out there that yeah. are believers they'll read the headline and be like oh, oh, i knew, I knew total, it i knew it they're I like seventy thousand yeah. listeners now yeah oh gosh yeah yeah so i'm 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 hooked. And I didn't yeah, want to like, I don't know why I didn't, yeah, I didn't like want to like it. I felt like right. it was like, I felt like it was too bougie or something. Uh, and, and then, and then, you know, so I'm, I'm getting in the river, fucked up. It's, you know, it's free. Right. Uh, but now it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> I, have a, I have a doctor over at Northwest integrative health. Uh-huh. That's where we go. To. Dr. Rebecca. Oh. And, oh, and, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh really? Yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love that lady. But I kept telling her, I'm like, Rebecca, you got to come to heatpraxia. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm I'll like, tell her I'll Santa pay for week. the, I'll pay for the first. <laughs> no. And so then the other night, my wife and I went down to sauna and there's Dr. Rebecca oh, in the, really? in the front. Yeah. Okay. Dude, and sweet. I was like, Oh, you're here. I was like, what do you think? She's like, Oh my God, Sam, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. and I was like, what? She's like, what took, I was like, what took you so long <laughs> to come? And this was like her, maybe her third time. And she was like, She's like, I knew I was going to love it. (laughs) She's like, and I just, you know, now it's another thing I got to do. I was like, oh, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was super happy to see her down there too. Yeah. That's cool. I have this full vision of like, we upgraded to the family membership. So I'm going to be like, I want to bring clients and like, business people in there just because i think it's a great environment mm-hmm. when you're in the sauna it's like they're trapped in there with you and there are no distractions you right. can't bring a phone in because it gets too hot exactly so, um it's like it's the most mental clarity i have distraction free so it's a, it's a great way i think to connect with people so well and also like it makes you feel so good and then you want to share that with people right so right. you know yeah, instead yeah. of like let's go get coffee hey you want to <clears> go to the sauna with us like, yeah uh, I think it's gonna be I, I like sharing things yeah. with people that like, you know, that are cool and make me feel good. Like, I mean, cold plunging doesn't feel good at the time, but, uh, afterwards it does afterwards. Yeah, um, does. and jujitsu, you know, it's a toss up. Sometimes it's good, sometimes <laughs> it's not. but this is easy. It's like, that's an easy sell. Like, Hey, that's let's go fun. get, let's go get hot and sweaty together. And the guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, you know, this is yeah one of, one of our evil tricks at symmetry sauna and heat praxia is when we have customer, client, whatever, potential business partner that we want to have a meeting with. First thing we do is go sauna, right? It's genius. Get them all loaded up with oh, dopamine yeah. and just feeling good. And then I can sell them anything. That's no, genius. Okay, maybe that's what we'll do from yeah, now on when we have a potential client to sell a house. Hey, come to eat proxy with us before we go over. But I, I, I do think it puts you in, it puts everyone in a very good and positive yeah. mental space. And you can really have just clear conversations after that. Yeah. And that's kind of what we just kind of want to share our vision with people. But, uh, so that was how we got into hepraxia and, and now, now we have a going well. And, and so <laughs> we first, we were, we were like, man, there's a lot of people who come to hepraxia for a visit tourists mm-hmm. or people who live a little bit out of town. And it's just not feasible for them to be a member of hepraxia. Mm-hmm. 
would they want a sauna at their home? And so this was the question. Yes. And many people, it's a yes. And so, you know, the staff at Hepraxia is trained to, if someone's from out of town, to ask, what did you think? You probably wouldn't want something like this at your house, would you? And a lot of people Sorry. are like, yeah, I would. Call Joe, Sam, Steve, call one of the guys <laughs> at Symmetry Sauna. So we first started out calling it Northwest Custom Sauna. And then all of a sudden we're selling saunas in San Diego and Arizona. And people are like, calling. you only do the Northwest? It's like, no, we'll, we'll, we'll sell you a sauna anywhere. So we decided to do a rebrand to, you know, Symmetry Sauna, which we like. I think it's a nice name, but, you know, choosing a business name is yeah. not yeah. It's so Yeah, it's like, it sucks. So yeah. we do all these brainstorming sessions yeah. with a but, million names. That was a good idea because it's yeah. more scalable. I like it. Yeah, yeah, more scalable. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, then we just, you know, honestly, we just really, we launched it like seven, eight months ago, but we really launched marketing like four weeks ago, oh, like we really? actually were like, okay, we're going to do some Google ads. We're going to do this, launch an actual professional website. And I mean, the response has been <laughs> overwhelming. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Nationwide, like people are calling from everywhere. And then what, what we've found and Joe already knew all this, but you know, it's confirmed it for me is there's maybe three other sauna companies who do what we do. Like if you want the coolest sauna ever, and you have the money to pay for it. We design it, build it. We can send installers to install it, and it will be unlike. It's very custom. It is your thing, unlike anyone else's. There's a couple companies who do it and do it well, and and we're one of them now. And then, but on the larger commercial scaling, so like, you know, we just had a guy call with. I think he owns 68 gyms, and he wants sauna in all 68 gyms. Nice. Who can do it? And that's what his, he was like, it looks like you guys are the only ones who can, who can do a project at this scale. And we we're like, I think we, I think we are too. I'm sure if you, you know, search high and low, maybe someone will do it, but it seems like there's, there's no one who is, can scale to do the large commercial projects mm -hmm. too, as well as, you know, just, and, and just so people know, we have, we have stuff in the budget range all the way down to like, you know, the six to $8,000 modular saunas that are really nice all the way up to you know we just did one that was a hundred thousand dollar sauna build for a oh, guy really? just south on the lake here and it's it's amazing though like, is it big yeah it's big okay. it's like eight by ten on the inside you could probably fit eight adults in there but okay. it's also full glass front overlooking the lake oh. with all this light i mean it's oh, it's oh my gosh. red light panels in a room oh, that you perfect. can do that it's really a cool sauna so who's doing yeah. your manufacturing like who's building the saunas so the the custom ones we actually we have build teams okay so and a couple of those teams are willing to travel anywhere right now you know mm -hmm. but it's all we tell people like, um, yeah, we'll, we'll send these guys anywhere. It just costs a lot of money to do right. that. So if someone, let, let's say someone's in, I don't know, Salt Lake city and they have a really good contractor that they have a relationship with. What we do is we offer to one, take that contractor and put him through just a mini course of Kasana slightly different than building a bedroom or whatever mm -hmm. else. There's a few steps, make sure that they know exactly A, B, C, D, E, the things you have to do to build mm -hmm. a high quality. And then also we have um, people on speed dial who are ready to any questions that he has during that build. Call us. We'll talk you exactly through that process. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. And so, yeah. And we're really careful about who we're partnering with on that kind of stuff too right. because it's our name. Right. So 
but we're, you know, we are working towards building a nationwide network of symmetry certified sauna builders. Like, yeah, there is someone in your area. That's our person. Right. And we'll have them come build the thing. Dude. So that's do, where it's headed. Do you also yeah. sell like kits? Like, yeah, okay. we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like we call those like a modular sauna. Okay. So it would come shipped to your house, flat packed. The walls are already pre-built. You stand them up, screw them together, get your electrician to wire the heater in and you're ready to go. Oh, and nice. some of the, I mean, some of the stuff now that you can, that we have access to, they're beautiful saunas, mm -hmm. you know, beautiful modular saunas. Um, so yeah, we have, and this is, a, you know, all of this has really nothing to do with me. I just talk a lot. Joe, <laughs> J Joe has, he has wonderful partnerships with people. I mean, worldwide who are That's in the awesome. sauna industry. If you want this special sauna wood, blah, blah, blah. Like we have access to just about everything now, which is amazing. Yeah. Dude, this yeah. is, this is good. This is, once you get this dialed in, it's just going to free up more time for elk hunting, right? That's, that the plan? <laughs> that's the goal, right? Yeah. Is, um, you know, that's for me, September is, uh, you just like book it is, out now. Yeah, I, I do. I'm, I'm gone a lot. Um, but that's what I want to be. I want to be in the mountains. I don't want my cell phone to have service except for find some service, call my wife, make sure everything's good here. But I, I, I love, yeah, that's the thing. Okay. I hate it. Cause I can't get a hold of her and make sure the kids are okay. I love it when no one can get a hold of me right. and I can just aimlessly wander around looking for help. Especially so, when you yeah. have, yeah, you have so much going on. I imagine you're on the phone constantly and right. emails and to be able to unplug for, and find the thing that you can unplug from that. That's so huge. Yeah. I found it take, it takes my brain about 48 hours to actually, mm, I guess maybe the words off. decompress. Yeah. yeah. I'll find myself out there with no cell service, checking my phone. Yeah. And I'm like, you addict. What is yeah. your, yeah. Right. It's like, what is your problem? You right. know, you know, nothing's coming in, but you still keep looking. We're so trained and you know, part of, part of me being old, growing up in the eighties, you know, part of me, I always go, man, the eighties was the last great decade. It was. There was no yeah. internet. Yep. Yeah. The music yeah. was awesome. No, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, you know, there was, you had an answering machine at home. It was even before really call waiting was a big thing. Right. So I felt like the pace of life was slower, yeah. more intentional. And now it is like the phones and technology is supposed to make us more efficient. And it does. You can get a lot, but what it has, it has it shortened your work day. Yeah. No, no. Instead of doing, harder. instead yeah. of doing Lengthened. 16 things yeah. in a day really efficiently. Mm -hmm. Now you do, you know, you do a thousand and 16 things yep. in a day. And so all of a sudden now we're still working 12, 14 hours a day because it's constant. Yep. And so my, my brain does get fried by the end of a day. My brain's fried yeah, sometimes, mm -hmm. too. you know, and it's really hard to, and that's hard. Then I go home and I want to engage with right, my wife. She dad. wants, yeah, yeah uh, go into husband, dad, yeah. husband mode. And I'm like, I'm not even capable. I have to go lay in bed for 15 minutes and be like, I have to let my brain reset <laughs> yeah. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. it's real. The real thing. Yeah, we were like working until like almost eight o'clock last night, just yeah. I mean, on the couch, but yeah. like doing computer stuff. And then like, I look at them, I'm like, oh shit, it's like 740. Right. Like, yeah. It just happened. Like, yeah. So we just got a PEMF mat with an infrared Oh yeah. So after that, it was like eight o'clock and I'll slam the computer down. I'm like, I am done for mm -hmm. tonight. Like I am done. And so I go upstairs and I'm like, put it on the, um, there's like different modes or whatever. So I put on the like 
lowest, most relaxing, like turn your body off mode. And I just lay there for 20 minutes before I went to bed. I slept really good last night. Really? <laughs> yeah. that, so you like that? Yeah, yeah. We just got that's it cool. pretty recently. So we're trying it out and there's like eight different like little. Yeah. So you, you, you it's through. P-E-M-F? Yeah. yeah. Which is, what's the P stand for? Uh, uh, is it don't par- know. partial it electromagnetic frequency? Yeah, it's supposed to like ground you. Okay, and... so it's like a grounding pad. It's a grounding yeah. pad, yes. and then right. it also sends um, electromagnetic signals through your body oh, cool. at different yeah, frequencies yeah. depending yeah. on the high frequency will be like energizing, um, and then the low frequency is supposed to like okay. calming. So more calming. Yeah. I'll have to yeah, I'll have to check that and out. And then That's it has awesome. a um, infrared mat on it, so it warms okay. up, and right. so you're laying on that Ooh. too. Our so, end yeah. re- nice. our end goal here is to uh, have a red light that mounts above you so you'll lay on the mat with the red light above you so you get we the red, ordered red it light we're, okay it's coming in january and oh, then cool. so we're gonna get like a massage table and then have the red light above us and then right. have a mat on the massage table i love it yeah and then, <laughs> awesome. and then yeah. anybody that comes in yeah. our room will be like what what the the world is going on here i know yeah. i know you guys are biohackers yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome yeah and Very uh, cool. that and sauna use well i think you know like you said we're all so busy especially being entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and we're working long hours and it's stressful and um that's something huge for us it's like how do we unwind and relax yeah and yeah all of this none of it's worthwhile if i die two years after right. i stop doing all this like that's stupid then right. it's like what is it worth so I, for me it's a longevity game i have yeah. had friends right. especially coming from law enforcement like mm-hmm. it it is it's a fact most cops die five years after retirement um you know wow. the guys that do 30 years yes and they on average live 12 years less than the normal person it's it's a game of stress and adrenaline and constantly cortisol all the bad shit right um so anything i can do now to extend my life in a quality way i'm all for it because yeah i want to i i love life now i enjoy it being an entrepreneur is terrifying but it's also insanely rewarding Mm -hmm. and i want to extend this ride as long as possible in a good way yeah i Mm -hmm. i couldn't agree more that's that's it yeah it is scary being an entrepreneur sometimes, Holy shit. but it's like the, for me, if I were to go back and just get a normal job, a nine to five, it's just, I'd last like a day. It's so, <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just like, you literally have to un- so tune boring. out yeah. and just shut your brain off for the day. Right. Do whatever job you're doing. And then you go home and, and you're like, and that's the life where you're like, oh, when I retire, I'm going to do X. Right. I lived that life for a long ass time. And, I, and yeah. man, that is not a way well, to live. And if I you... think it's good for some people. I mean, definitely. We all have different personalities right. and different things. Yeah. Right. But for us, like we were talking about this the other day and it's like, I don't want a ceiling on me. Right. right. So right. with um, real estate, like the harder we work or the more effort we put in, right. That mm-hmm. raises our potential to what we not even make, but what we can accomplish and what yeah. we can do. So it's, that makes it exciting. It is. And, and not, you know, not everyone is wired to be an entrepreneur no. and, and no. build yeah. something or whatever it is. My, my wife isn't, she was, you know, before we had kids, she, she ran a nonprofit organization in San Diego, but she was an employee and she, I always tell her like, you're, you're the best employee that a boss could ever want. Mm-hmm. Right. You're mm-hmm. probably smarter than the boss. That's what I always look for people. I'm like, I want, right. I want people smarter than me. Yeah better than me but <laughs> like, that don't want to take but, on but the, that they, responsibility yeah, they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to carry this risk yeah right this risk and this burden of having people under you so um but yeah my my wife was i mean as an employee like that's what you're looking for yeah. for someone who's very steady just a hard worker 
does their thing mm -hmm. and will show up day in and day out. And, so you know, it's a good person to have by your side. Then, right, right. Exactly. Because yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, I'm off the handle half the time, you know, <laughs> with ideas. You guys probably know, like once you, once your brain goes into entrepreneurship oh, yeah. mode. Yeah. It's 20 ideas a day. We and are, you have to just shut, you have to be like, no, you can't, you don't have time or capacity to do this. No, no, right. no. And it's these, hard, these are conversations yeah. we have a lot. So when you're talking about you and your partner, Joe, like having these yeah, conversations and right. brainstorming what became uh, he proxy, it's like, yeah, we have these damn conversations all the time. And it, yes, we have to put ourselves in check because we're like, oh, that's, so cool. that's such a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it. No, I'm like, holy shit. No, we don't have five minutes in a day to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you going to do One it? thing yeah. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you found a way to do three things. So. Well, and it's, but the thing is, it's, is partnerships. So this is, I always in San Diego, my paint company, I always ran that myself, mm -hmm. right? Um, it was, it was my show and it's manageable to do one business by yourself mm -hmm. and, and wear many hats in it. It's hard and it's stressful, but you can do it. But then, so up here, you know, um, Joe, Steve, and I are all equal partners in Heapraxia. We're equal partners in Symmetry. We have one other partner in Symmetry. And, um, there's, and then in bullet painting, I've, Steve and I own it, but we have brought in now, um, a third partner who's actually acting as general manager. Mm. So he has the job in bullet painting because I mean, bullet painting in the last two years is it's, I've been running the whole thing, doing it. And it takes up almost all of my day every mm -hmm. day. Yeah. And so then I would jump into sauna world for an hour and you know, my brain it's became so, so distracted. To, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, we, we. Adam, a, a good friend and a great guy who's has tons of tra trades experience has come on as general manager. And what, what he's doing is each year earning a percentage of ownership until oh, he's a good idea. partner. Yeah. So we've structured it, I think in a very good way and it keeps everyone motivated. And, yeah. and honestly, you know, looking at him, I was like, dude, you're going to be a hundred percent in on bullet. So you're going to run it better than right. I was Absolutely. able to, because I was kind of getting torn mm -hmm. in multiple directions. So so, but yeah, without, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything without the team that we've built, mm -hmm. like, and, and you kind of referenced that the other day, even real estate, like you guys are in the process of building really a power team, a power network right. of, of tradesmen you can refer and partner with of, yep. you know, it's huge. Yeah. Marketing. I mean, all these things, if, if we build these teams around us, everything becomes easier. And it, the other thing is it allows me to chase some of my other dreams. Like I, I can go bow hunting now in September, mm. knowing that the whole thing's still going right. to be here when I right. come back. Right. Which is when I used to do it alone, I'd be like, boy, I sure wish I, ho I hope I have a company when right. I come back <laughs> or something doesn't go, but that's, you know, that was the thing I was like, but I'm still going. Yeah. And if there is no company, when I come back, so be it, <laughs> we will start over and do I something else. Yeah. I mean, there's just certain things that have to be non-negotiable, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, we are uh, over an hour. We're an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, man. This. I know. That it goes fast. fast, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it really does. Um, we will put the links to all of your businesses in the uh, description so people can find you. Um, we highly recommend Heat Proxia and Bullet Painting. Uh, I haven't had a sauna built yet, but when I do, I'll be able to recommend nice. that as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we're moving in the spring, so. Uh, oh, yeah. In the area, but okay. just to a different house. So cool. I'm not building anything here. That's the uh, right. That's yeah. the reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll put all that in there so people can find you. And um, thank you once again. Yeah, Just you. last minute, how many elk have you killed in your lifetime? Uh, I 40, I think 40. That's insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, but you know, I started when I was 12 years old and must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah. yeah. You didn't put any work into that. Yeah, there's a few miles on these legs. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was a blessing growing up with my dad who's like, come on, boy, we're going. And nice. so, you know, I was just out there not knowing what was going on. But, yeah, so that was cool to have a mentor like that. So I should tag along with you next year. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll bring yeah. snacks. Right? <laughs> uh, bow, bow hunting that is is a generous number is 10% of people are successful. Wow. So nine, 100 wow. people, 90 of them come home with nothing. Yeah. But it's you'll find out that every year it's the same 10% of guys who get it done every single year. They, they've got and it so – what is it? And it's, it's experience and it's time in the field and mm. it's anyone can do it. You just have to go, I'm going to be out there for a long time. So mm. I figure this out. Yeah. But yeah, tagging along with someone who has had success, you just can kind of get in their brain and animal behavior is a lot of it. Like I know what elk do, you know, they eat, they sleep and they get water. But you start to realize how they're going to move and travel. I think and, they do one other thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. In oh, September. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They make babies. Uh, baby elk. Yeah. Well, I, cool. I appreciate being on with yeah, you guys. Thank you. Yeah. That was a very, you're, you're a, a, a man of many layers, I got to say. <laughs> All right. Cool. And we'll play volleyball sometime. I'll show you my spike. Dude. There oh, you go. Yeah, terrible. let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. All right. Thank you, Sam. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha